Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Wholesome Black Man Podcast. This is your host, Thompson, back again. Another week, another episode. I uh, hope you guys had a good week. Um, I apologize about the late um, drop for last week's episode. Um, I thought it was a mistake on my end. I just want to be fully accountable and full, fully transparent about it. Um <clears throat> The mistake was on my end. I thought I published the episode on Thursday like normal, but I didn't. And I ended up going out of town because my dad had his wedding or his bow renewal. He celebrated seven years um, of marriage, um, remarried, of course. And I thought I published this the episode before I left for the trip. And it turns out I didn't. And then when I kind of looked at the feed, um, I noticed that, of course, it wasn't up yet. So, I thought I published it Thursday night. I got back in town, of course, on Saturday. And, yeah, I published it then. So, again, I apologize for that late drop on that episode. Um, but I appreciate, again, you guys rocking with me, you guys listening to me because... You didn't have to do it. <laughs> you don't never have to listen to me. So the fact that I have your ears for even just a brief moment, I will be eternally grateful for that. Because this is a space for me to get my thoughts out, to get myself together, if you will. And you're seeing my mind work or you're hearing my sometimes raw thoughts that's not fully fleshed out. And the fact that you guys rock with me. And not make me feel so alone or make me feel crazy for having these thoughts is actually a pretty good thing. And I appreciate you guys. Um, but I want to talk about something um, that's kind of came to my mind late into this process. Normally I come up with an idea or God drops an idea in my spirit and I have time to kind of chew on it and develop it for a few days. Um, but... What I want to talk about actually came to me, actually came to me yesterday, <laughs> so I haven't fully fleshed the thought out, so maybe this will be a part two, um, but I hope I say something that kind of resonates with you guys, and what I want to talk about is the best parts of you, um, and what I mean by that, I mean the part that God has one installed into you has instilled into you I should say um, the parts that he wants to cultivate um, your natural talents your gifting and I want to give space to that because a lot of times for a lot of us we're not operating in a space where our best parts shine if we're just being honest we go to work we come from work uh, people are pulling from us or situations are pulling from us and we really don't we go day by day, but we don't get to show our light day by day, if that makes sense. Or we don't get to give the best parts of ourselves. Because, again, from situations, whether it be work, whether it be just not the right relationships, things pull us in negative directions, I should say. And in this moment, in this podcast episode I want to talk to the best parts of you the parts that don't get to be shown often 
And not even that, the parts that's actually have been affected by the negativities of this world um, because of the situation. Sometimes it's just a lot of stuff happening. And I'm not a worldly person, so I don't cuss. But stuff, you can replace that with another S word if you want to. Um, but there's just a lot of stuff happening. And that's in our lives, in the world. Um, things that just affect us. And it gets us away from that light. And I actually want to come from, because again, I want to have a Bible verse for everything I talk about. But I'm not going to be able to go into the full story and the full depth of this. Um, I actually want to talk about Gideon in the Bible. And Gideon, he is a, I would say, well-known um, fixture, well-known participant. I don't want to say character, because characters can be fiction or non-fiction. And I believe the Bible to be real. Um, but he's a very real person in the Bible, and a very... I would say important person, even though he doesn't have the quote-unquote books. Um, to find Gideon is actually um, in the book of Judges, uh, chapter 6 and chapter 8. Again, I don't have all the time in the world to talk about his story, but I want to talk about something that I've seen um, about him. And... When he's introduced into the story, it almost seems like, uh, well, when he's introduced by name and when you evaluate his actions before he's introduced, it seems very contradictory. And what I mean by that is, uh, in the book of Judges, this is after uh, King Solomon King, uh, yeah, this is after... <clears throat> I should say Joshua, not not Solomon and David, but this is after Joshua. This is um, before they get the kings. They had judges rule over them, uh, the children of Israel. And one of these judges was Gideon. And in the moment, in his time, um, the children of Israel, they were just wilding. They were just going after Everything but God, if that makes sense. After they got, you know, delivered from or exited out of Egypt. Now that they're um, going into the land and conquering the land of milk and honey that God has promised them. They get in a position where they're not really falling after God. They in a, And that's like some of us. Um, sometimes I'll walk or... Walk is stronger. <laughs> Sometimes it's weaker. Sometimes you're distracted by life. Sometimes you're lockstep with God and what He wants you to do. Um, so let's not be too harsh on the children of Israel because they really are a reflection of us in this day. But in this moment, in chapter 6, they are following after. Um, after other guys are not really following after God himself. And in that moment, um, the Mennonites, they came in and they were basically just starting conquering the children of Israel. And it was so bad to the point where soldiers, to the point where people, they actually started hiding from their enemy. 
they were actually being very cowardice. Um, again, this is Judges chapter 6. You can read that chapter. It's actually a very good chapter. <laughs> and... And this is, of course, in this context, it's talking about all of the children of Israel. But, again, Gideon is caught up in it himself. And he's hiding himself. And essentially being a coward. And what happens is, actually, in verse 11, chapter 6, 11, which is what I want to talk about. Actually, no, chap, uh, Judges 6 and verse 12. And again, this is the Midianites. They basically conquering Israel. Um, the children of Israel are hiding in caves and mountains. And God sent his one of his angels to Gideon and told him this. Verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, the Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And again, if because I'm not sure how Bible verse some of my listenership is, but if you look in Judges six, um, and if you read from again that from verse twelve, whatever version you will read of their Bible, whether it's Amplified King James, it will tell you that. Gideon was hiding. It would tell you that Gideon was afraid um, of the Midianites. But God doesn't address Gideon in the position that he's in. Um, even though Gideon is afraid, God doesn't address his fear. and Or he doesn't send his angel to address his fear. And it could be viewed as insensitive. But when you look at how God loves us, how he calls us, he doesn't look at us through our sinful nature. And don't be confused. That doesn't mean he doesn't see our sin. But God, he sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross to absolve us of that sinful nature. That it won't, that it won't block us from him. And him from us. And... Why this verse is so important to me? Because, again, even though Gideon is in the moment where stuff is happening, in the moment where he's actually afraid, in the moment where he's not in his physical realm or in the time, he's not matching up what God is calling him. Again, a mighty man of valor, meaning a soldier. God doesn't address your shortcomings. He allows you to acknowledge him. He's a, he even acknowledges him. But he doesn't hold you to your shortcomings. And because of life, because of circumstances, because of experiences, a lot of times we hold ourselves. Um, we're actually more negative on ourselves than God will ever be for a lot of us. And... We allow ourselves to stay in a certain mode and not walk to what God's calling of us is. And I believe that's a lot of our battles. Because in this day and age, the devil doesn't figure out, like, he doesn't, 
necessarily have to stop you from going to church. He doesn't necessarily have to stop you from reading your Bible. He just has to sow confusion. He just has to give you a bait and switch. That's why a lot of times a lot of people are faced with anxiety. Because the devil knows if he can switch out your faith with anxiousness, he he actually won. <laughs> um, or I go say won. He actually gains the upper hand in the battle. Because if you're anxious, you don't have time for faith. And the faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains. But look how much anxiousness like the average person goes through. How much stress, how much worry the person... It's almost like a mountain of stress. And and that mountain of stress is always there just to, com- to confront your mustard seed of faith. Because, again, if you can just believe in God that something better will happen. You may not even know what it is. You may not even know how it will look like. But if you just can, in a day, muster up the faith like, okay, this day is not going to be a wash. This day is not another day where I'm just waiting to get to the weekend and have a break and crash. Or, you know, fit all my fun into a week, into a two-day stretch and then not be rested enough for my next work week. Um, the devil knows that if he can just give you a mountain of anxiousness, a mountain of worry, a mountain of whatever it is, he can stop the best parts of you. And again, this best parts of you, I'm meaning that, that light that God has given you. Because a lot of us are so stressed out too, we really can't even perform in the light that God has given us. And it does get to the point where you're just exhausted. It's not not making you a bad person. It's not being demeaning to you in any kind of way. It's just you're a natural person. You get tired. <laughs> you be up. You be down. And in this world, it's kind of designed to get you down a lot more than it is to have you be up. And that's not of God. So as people, we need to know how to get back into God's good graces, for lack of a better term. And I think a good way to do that, again, is to, well, in this book, actually, if you read it to the, 13th verse. I'm sorry, not the 13th verse, but. Uh, the 17th verse, sorry about that. Um, a good way to move forward and accept that light is. Again, this is the 70th verse. And he said unto him, If I have found grace in thy sight, then show me a sign that talketh with me. Depart not hence, I pray thee, until I come unto thee, and bring forth my present, and set it before thee. And he said, I will tarry until thou come again. 
a good way to overcome this anxiety, a good way to overcome this worry or whatever it is that is in your life, exhaustion, is to get before the Lord. And again, I'm churchy, so <laughs> you, if you're like me, you've heard that many of times to stay before the Lord and it sounds nice. People give an amen, but a lot of times we don't get practical ways to do that. And so what does getting before the Lord look like? Again, it's individual cases here, but for me it's meditating and having my mind occupied with God because I have a very anxious mind or a mind that's default sometimes goes to depression I ain't gonna say I'm depressed but I have a default that will go to depression if that makes sense and again that's just because of past experiences that I'm overcoming each day um but finding finding your stance is actually a good way to say it cause again for me it's having my mind occupied um, for someone, they just may be listening to uplifting music, um, reading your Bible, um, praying. S certain things <laughs> work more for certain people. I ain't gonna say work more, but like certain kind of formulas. That's why I love this relationship with God. Um, actually, like seeing people who have a relationship with God and learning how they work, what works for them to keep them close. Because we may do some of the same things, but we may do it in a different combination or different sequences of order and it can have lasting effects <laughs> but uh but yeah finding your stance before God is going to be the key to overcoming these anxious moments to step into the light that God really has called you in and again that's not easy because if you go into actually chapter 7 and this is Judges chapter 7. God actually is um, leading Gideon. He's now at this point. He's like again a judge. He's like the leader of an army. And he has. I believe according to the event in the Bible. It's like a, a thousand men or nine hundred men. And he's going to go into the. Basically into a battle against the Midianites again. The same people he was hiding from. Now he's fighting. Um, the same thing that you are hiding from, the same thing that's got you down, you are now confronting. And him and these 900 men, they, they go and God basically stops them and tell Gideon, hey, yo, you have too many people. And it's kind of weird, again, this event in the Bible, it, it always kind of makes me, it makes me ask questions. Because why would you take why would you take something away from me? And this is me kind of asking God if I was in Gideon's position. God, why would you have me confront something? But before I confront the enemy, you take something away from me. Or why would it, if I had like enough? Why would you take away from me? Take something away from me? So, again, Gideon is like 
it's two chapters really, but it's interesting. It's two chapters. I wish you guys would just read it for yourself. Um, again, Judges six uh, through eight. But what happens is, God tells him like, "Yo, you have all these people, but if you win, you can say it's you." And a lot of times, God takes things away from you just to have you lean on him, like, "Hey, yo, if you win this, you're gonna know it's because of me." And or when you win this, you're gonna know it's because of me. And a lot of times, when he cuts things out, you think you're actually losing, but in this event, again, um, Judges chapter chapter uh, seven, Gideon he's leading this army, and he has nine hundred people. And what happens is during the process, he only gets down down to three hundred people. But those three hundred soldiers were ready for the fight that was going that they were going into. And sometimes we try to bring things, we try to bring people into a fight that they're not really equipped to handle or just a fight that's not theirs it doesn't make them a bad people it doesn't make them less than as a matter of fact you see jesus humanity he goes through this when he asks his, um he's in the garden of Gethsemane, and he asks his disciples um peter james and john uh to pray for him or to pray with him and he's trying to bring these people in to, to pray for to pray with them on a something that he can only handle and they can't do it. A lot of times we try to bring again people or things with us into our situations that they're not meant to be there. We're trying to again it's humanity. You're trying to have some sense of comfortability as you go into these battles, as you wrestle within your own self, trying to wrestle to be your own um man or the be a good parent or whatever it is and it gets hard sometimes but it's something that you have to do on your own because again some of us are actually coming into battles with not being not fully equipped coming in and being wanting to be a father or a mother and your parents wasn't in your life or wanting to be a spouse but you don't know anybody who had a successful marriage. Wanting to be um, in college or in school and nobody's been college educated. You don't. <laughs> Some of us are fighting battles where we don't have the. We, we don't have the tools beforehand. I ain't going to say we don't have the tools, but we didn't have the tools beforehand. So we're getting into battle and figuring it out as we go through the process. But, uh. Even though you're going through the process, these best parts of you, these attributes, these talents, God has instilled that into you to overcome. The Again, when I say and talk about the parable of talents, talk about talents, the parable of talents, you know, again, I'm a little bit churchy. There's a whole nother le lesson, but time getting up on me. Where there were three servants to a master, and they all had their own talents of silver or gold, whatever you want, may have you. One had five, one had uh, three, and one had one. The one with the five had invested, got another five. The one with three had um, invested, got another three. But the one with one talent, he got scared. 
and he buried it. And in his fear, he in his fear, it took away his common sense, meaning it took away his ability to acknowledge that he had a talent. He was so scared that he that he buried the money and was like, "I don't have any money, therefore let me just go ahead and bury it and and bury it and dig it up when the time comes." Basically, I don't have nothing to make something of, even though the master gave him something that he could use. And I don't want that to be our testimony. I don't definitely want it to be my testimony, and I definitely don't want it to be your testimony. Um, you have good in you. You have you have greatness in you and tools in you that need to be used to not only win your battles but to win the battles for other people. Because when you come out, you're going to be able to help somebody else come through along the way. But again, um, that's we get so caught up in our own lives and our own shortcomings that the devil has allow us to think that only by waiting until something good comes, that's how you're going to be able to endure. Some of the stuff that you want in your life is going to be a fight. And you're going to have to fight tooth and nail. It's not going to always feel comfortable. It's not always going to feel like peaches and cream. But it's going to be through diligence, through hard work, through sweat, that you're going to get what's coming to you. And it's going to be worth it at the end. And I just want you guys to believe that. So I actually went over in my time. I don't... (laughs) I hope I said something that will possibly make you think and... Will allow you to even just give a little bit more time to God to figure some things out. Because that's really what my goal is in this um, podcast. Just to have your more mind more involved with God. Uh, but uh, I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for you uh, giving me your time here. Uh, oh, before I close out this podcast. Uh, you could get at me by social media, media on Wholesome Black. B-L-A-K um, on TikTok and Twitter. I um, haven't been as active on that because I'm kind of grown. Uh, well, I'm grown now and social media is not as fun as it was when I was a kid. Um, I understand it's a good tool, but I don't really be on it. I'm going to do better. So if you ever want to reach out to me, you can do that through those two platforms. Also, Wholesome Black Man Pod. At Gmail is the email address of this podcast. If you want to reach out to me that way, ask me to pray for you. I'm more than happy to do that. If you want me to cover maybe a topic or something, or you want to get my thoughts on something, just reach out to me through that email. I will do my best to go over something. And yeah, I just hopefully I hear from you guys. Uh, as I try to grow this and make this into something, I don't know what it's going to be. I'm just looking for God to really bless me in it. But uh, I hope you guys have a good week. And happy weekend because the weekend coming up and Thanksgiving coming up. So don't eat too much turkey. <laughs> All right, you guys. Peace.